Welcome to Humanity Works podcast series. I'm Kate Resky Zoomer, founder and chief inspiration officer. At Humanity Works, we know that working together is messy and that most people don't know how to navigate this well. Our podcast series provides practical tips to help you navigate relationships at home and at work. We will offer up straightforward practical tips that shift behavior to be a good human and do better work. This week, Debbie and I have written about Put Civility to Work. This is the first in a three-part mini-series on difficult people. We begin with incivility, followed by micro-inequities, and end with bullying. All of these toxic behaviors hinder productivity and make working together more challenging than it needs to be. We get it. Folks are fed up, frustrated, angry, sad. Some of you don't like being told what you can or cannot, should or should not do. This could be true even when you are not living through a pandemic. When emotions hit a tipping point, they can become ugly, hurtful, and even damaging. If insecurities have no constructive way to evolve, they erupt into threats, intimidation, and bullying. When self-interests overtake principles, unethical behavior permeates. When humanity works, people exercise civilities in these difficult, messy moments. And if civility can be practiced when times are tough, imagine what could be possible during less challenging times. The topic of incivility and civility is expansive and can be viewed from many different perspectives. Our exploration offers insights and practical tips to bring more civility to the workplace and by extension into our broader communities. What do we mean by civility? Civility is a mindset you hold about another human being. Price Mitchell notes in Psychology Today, civility is a personal attitude that acknowledges other humans' rights to live and coexist together in a manner that does not harm others. Civility calls for tolerance of our differences and respect for one another. This concept of civility might sound lovely on paper, and we have all worked in too many places where the no-asshole rule was simply given lip service. Debbie recounts the time she was part of a post-merger integration team. She and a colleague uh, from the quote-unquote other company were tapped to conduct diversity and inclusion training for the newly formed Top of the House. A day of training was set up for the newly formed C-suite and senior executives. As the day went along, the participants were nice, even polite. They dutifully went along with what was asked of them. And from Deb's perspective, they were biding their time until the clock wore down. As they neared the end of the session, Deb couldn't resist. She had to put the elephant on the table. I'm curious, she said, if our top salesperson exhibits toxic behavior in, a, in violation of these standards, what actions will happen? Without blinking, a very highly placed executive in the room unabashedly stated nothing. Unfortunately, this is not an isolated story. Folks might go through the actions and check the box of compliance, but only give lip service to its meaning. The outcome of tolerated toxic behavior in the workplace is all too familiar. Christine Parath is professor of management and the author of Mastering Civility, a Manifesto for the Workplace. Her research in nearly every industry and type of organization disclosed rampant, widespread incivility. In the last 20 years, she has polled thousands of people 
and 98% reported experiencing uncivil behavior, and 99% have witnessed it. More than half of the respondents do not report issues of incivility out of fear or a sense of helplessness. We all want to come to work and be treated with kindness and respect, she notes. Baron Christopher Hansen claims in his HBR article, Diagnose and Eliminate Workplace Bullying, whether it's an entrenched dinosaur or an extreme ladder climber, anyone who manipulates selfish outcomes or seeks unfair advantage must be confronted expediently. Bullies are tremendously expensive for organizations in terms of productivity and loss of a talent. When C-suites overlook blatant bullying, work is sabotaged, progress is blocked, and company value may be lost or stolen. So, what's possible when dealing with incivility in the workplace? It actually starts with you, with each of us stepping courageously towards the tough, messy bits of dealing with people who we find difficult. And here are a few other ideas. Get curious. We wholeheartedly believe that curiosity is the antidote to judgment. I'm going to say that again. Curiosity is the antidote to judgment. It allows you to think like an anthropologist, stepping towards a challenge by seeking to understand it. So when you're getting curious, explore what's happening here. Behaviors are the outward expression of our thoughts and beliefs, so get curious and investigate things a bit. You might be surprised by what you find. In one instance, Deb was involved with two people from two different cultures, one American and one German. What the American manager was receiving as quote-unquote attitude was more characteristic of the other person's cultural upbringing. The German employee wasn't trying to be standoffish, arrogant, or distant, all the things that the manager was feeling. The employee was shocked and surprised to hear that she was being received in that way. So once the issues were unearthed, personal development work happened for both people. For the employee, the focus became understanding the unintended impact she was having and ways to adjust her approach rather than change who she was. And for the manager, she worked to understand how the other person's behavior triggered her and identified ways to self-manage her reactions rather than make the employee wrong for being who she genuinely was. Another idea, have compassion. We know that it might sound strange to express compassion to someone who you think is a toxic jerk, but here's the deal. Most, not all, but most, humans do not actually intend to be jerks. Imagine, what would it be like for them? Toxic behavior is a mask for something, usually something painful. Their inner critics or saboteurs are haunting them. Saboteurs whisper messages like, you're not good enough, or you don't know enough, or you will never succeed. And these voices prey on a person's self-worth and identity. They wreak havoc with one's self-esteem. They ignite fear, and the human reacts. Outwardly, bullying and narcissistic traits emerge. Undesirable behavior like being cocky, manipulative, selfish, patronizing, and demanding create toxicity for everyone. There is a lack of empathy and consideration for other people. Once upon a time, we were facilitating a group of people where this one gal was really condescending and hurtful to us and to others in the room. She was really derailing the experience for everyone, and we knew that we needed to stop the behavior. 
so that the space remains safe for everyone to participate in. Um, in preparing to have a conversation with her, I think I said something along the lines of, just imagine how hard it is to be her. It was the perfect thing to say at that moment, says Deb. We knew the behavior could not continue. That much was clear. But approaching the conversation with compassion for her obvious inner turmoil shifted how the conversation went. Bottom line, in the worst moments, pause to see if there is still a human, probably suffering, on the other side. Civility calls for tolerance of our differences and our respect for one another. When you're faced with uncivil, challenging, or difficult behavior at work or in life, you can control the effect it has on you through curiosity and compassion. Curiosity helps you more deeply understand the situation and puts you in choice in how to respond. Compassion reminds you to empathize, especially if the other person's internal struggle is creating external toxicity. With these two superpowers, you can move gracefully and purposefully through any situation. Thanks for joining us for Put Civility to Work. You can read this article on our website, humanityworks.com, or sign up to get these podcasts delivered into your inbox. Join us next time when we'll continue our three-part series on how to work with difficult people. Our focus, small actions create unintended impacts.